We gotta get Robert a job. Oh. Hi. Hey guys. guys. I'm Sean. I'm Jen. This is uh, DBA's at midnight. By midnight DBA. Ooh, you Dot did that backward. Com. You were like, you're like midnight DBA. Yeah, I still can't do that. Where it's over here. Midnight I just DBA. by accident did midnight it DBA. right, and I wasn't gonna draw attention to it, and then you did, and then I went with it. So I've so, got news today. Oh. Okay, go, go ahead. We're having season four, episode twenty-six. This so right here. I thought it was 29. It's 26. It's 26. We never get it right. Uh, and today is... Oh, because it's the 29th. That's where I got that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. No. <laughs> <coughs> yes, yes. And now it's time for me to talk. I know. Go for it. Anyway, uh, March 29th, 2013, even though I wrote 2012... And, 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 here's your news and fluffery. Tomorrow is the first annual Tabletop Day. Wait a minute. It's episode 26? Tabletop Day, Day, by Geek and Sundry, is when you're supposed to, like, go... Here, we ask you to go to your friendly local game store, neighborhood coffee shop, school auditorium, blah, 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 or host a game day at your home and play more games. Now, in the last year... We started having a weekly game, game night. <laughs> and you oh. stopped squeaking. And it's been great. It really has been. It's been fun. <clears throat> it's been cool. And our daughter, who I wouldn't doesn't say has like nothing anything. to do, doesn't like anything, loves it, looks forward to it every week. And actually claims that you owe her one if you have to miss. Yeah, <laughs> which it's extraordinary. So thank you, Will Wheaton and Felicia Day. Thank you, Geek and Sundry. And everybody go out and play games tomorrow. Seriously. Um, we'll be you, working in the yard for part of the time. Yeah. If uh, if you don't have an event set up or anything, then check out your local comic book store. So that's that's tabletop day. Check that Do out. We have a local comic book store. Oh yeah, absolutely. This is the this is DFW. We've got I can't several. believe you still have crap like that. Like, to me, that's like still having a record store. Why don't you just buy your comics online? Um, there's it's a lot more of a social. Thing. I mean, think Big Bang Theory. Sad, but social. No, you know, you want to go in and look look things over, fondle them and stuff. You don't think we have hooker stores, do you? Not that I'm aware of, but it is the FW. But they do in Thailand. Did I tell you about that? We're not going to Thailand, honey. I didn't say I was. There was an AMA on Reddit from a man who breaks into hospitals and steals things for a living. Wicked. I know. I thought that was really neat. But basically, he's, he's one of those guys that tests security and does a lot of stuff like um, social engineering and what. God. Is that something you want to do? One of my big things is on that. No kidding? Well, let's no jump kidding. into it. I'll do the rest of this later. Seriously? Yeah. Okay, so... <coughs> I've got some excellent penetration stories. <laughs> Thank God you're here. <laughs> you know I mean penetration tests, right? Okay, alright. So... That's what I always tell. This is a test. Yeah. So I was talking to a user this week who was telling me about some stuff that happened at one of their old gigs. Mm -hmm. And this is this is all true stories, as far as I know. This is a true story. Mm -hmm. um, uh, one of them was the manager was into testing social engineering type things. Okay. <clears throat> and I'm going to read this so I, to make sure I get it right. Um, he he ran a test uh, for his admins. He created a Hotmail account. 
and formatted an HTML email just like the regular internal company emails that they get all the time. Right. And sent it to the the senior techs in the different I in, in the different IT departments and asked for their admin passwords. So the SQL guy, the router guy, the the Windows admin and whatnot. Before you continue, I'd like to say two things. One, we did not plan this. And two, people share essay level passwords so much and it makes me so know, uncomfortable. Right? But go ahead. The only one who didn't send the password please say DBA please say DBA was the SQL guy yes 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 in your face other tech people <clears throat> he didn't send his oh god no 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 no, oh, no, no. Oh, I thought you were gonna... he but didn't he did set him up with it he didn't that. send his and he sent out an email to all the other guys saying hey I got this email asking for our essay password it I, I did the properties on it and it came from a hotmail account you guys look out. You may have something similar to that. And he and and down the hall he hears, oh shit, and and, <laughs> and feet running really really fast into the closet to go unplug all kinds of things because evidently the router guy had sent uh, the the network guy had sent his password in. Oh my god! And it god. was the big boss that came over and said, don't unplug anything. That was me, but he didn't tell anybody else. He just told the guy. Oh my god. To keep him from unplugging the stuff. Now that's the first one. However, nice reaction from the router guy. Yeah, right? Yeah. That oh, doesn't crap. occur to most people to actually go and physically unplug stuff. Yeah, he was on it, man. He was I'm gonna unplug this until I change that password. That's outstanding. So that's the first one. The second one is just as insidious, but oh my god, it's <clears throat> Are so, you insidious or are uh, you insidious? He's so sidious, he's insidious. Carry on. So another company hired, uh, they hired a, a company to do penetration tests on their network. Yeah. Now, as part of the penetration tests, I'm not sure that the company knew they were going to do this, mm -hmm. but they sent a guy out to try to break into the server room. Which is great. And Which I, is part of what this hospital is Because physical security about. is, a, is about, right? Absolutely. So I say break in. He was able to tailgate and walk in within just a few minutes, get on a console and send emails to some of their customers and to and to to get. Wait a minute. Wait, let me see what I got here because I I want to get this right. Um, started emailing customers and other techs with requests for information, which he was given because it came from internal. He was in the server room in a closed server room on a console. I gotta tell you something. In just a few minutes. I've been in a, I've been in a fair number of man? client sites now where you've got badges to get in and out of the parking lot and you've got to sign in downstairs and there you always have to badge in and out. I mean, even to go to the bathroom, you got to badge in and out. And it doesn't, I mean, for a while, a couple of these places wouldn't give me a badge, so I just have to, and nobody would answer the phone, so I just had to stand there. And every single time, people let me in. Oh, yeah. Every single time. Now, physical security is an absolute joke. I've been in one company, one company, where physical security to the data center really meant something. You came up to the platform. You couldn't get on the, you couldn't get on the raised floor, right? You walk in there, they've got cameras pointing down, you have to look, you have to show your badge, you have to badge in, and before you're allowed in, they make sure that you've scheduled time on the floor. If you if you personally haven't scheduled time on the floor, which has to go through some process to end up on their chart, <laughs> then you don't get on the floor, period. One of our chat room guys, 
I wonder what Chatroom says. I unplug stuff first, but mainly just yeah, for fun because the network guys freak out and there are no cameras in there. That's awesome. So anyway, I, I thought those I thought that those those were two very interesting penetration stories. No, fair's fair. After the pre-show, I'm just <laughs> fair's fair. A lot of these places have at least a badge on the data center, and you can't get in on the data center. And, and some yeah. places even have the keypad and stuff like that. But if that. people tailgate, yeah. I mean, you can just say, oh, I'm a contractor. And they go, oh, okay. I'm a contractor, and I went to the bathroom, and I lost my badge. I mean, yeah, oh, I okay. Work, you know, where I work, there's actually, like, to get in the building, there's a keypad door, but then there's the turnstile. Only one person can get through at a time. And if you have to swipe your badge twice, like the door didn't work out or something, it won't let you through the second time. Mm. Now, there are some places that have that I've been in that have better security. Would you like to know what those places are? Sure. It's back when I worked on the ramp at the airports. <clears throat> oh. <laughs> they were more or less serious, and and that was back before. Um, 2001. Yeah. yeah, that was back before 9/11. So it was. I think it would be more now. Back when I was working at the the Delta ramp, it was more or less. You could, if I remember rightly, just walk through the warehouse, and if nobody stopped you, you you could just keep walking up to the tarmac. No, did we talk about the security at the school? Because I know we've talked about it, but yeah. did we talk about it on the well, show? It was a pre-show show, but you did bring it up. But yeah, I remember bringing it up sometime. But just really, really high level guys. After the after the last round of school shootings, our kids' school put in a new security system where you have to come in and put your driver's license on a scanner, and it scans. Yeah. And it does a live internet search. I mean, I mean, literally, boom, you put it in there, she hits the button, and it does a yeah, live internet search. Yeah. And then it prints out a, a badge, a, a badge with your, picture, with your picture on it and what you're there for and all that. But the thing is, is it, it only scans, it, it only searches the internet for sexual offenses, which is fine. But I asked them, how many sex offenses, uh, do you guys have a problem with sex offenses? Nick says we've talked about this. Oh, okay. And she goes, no, 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 no. Then why are you spending so much money because to defend against it? Because they don't want to have a problem with it. Well, it's I not, know that. Oh, I remember like now. We have, did talk about it's that. It's like you yeah. have 50 fires a year, and then you're like, oh, I guess we better get fire insurance. Now we have 50 fires this year. Anyway, yeah. moving on. Anyway, yes. But, yeah, but the, the hospital guy stealing things for a living, that was really cool because he was consistently able, and not even necessarily having to, um, to break in or pick a lock or anything like that, but a lot of things like... Just walking into somebody's office and grabbing their badge and then coming back at night and things like yeah. that. Yeah. Anyway, it's all. I've how many how many years have I said it's all about timing? Mm-hmm. You just walk in someplace and just boom, and they just keep going. You... I have more news. Absolutely, go for it. We did a podcast with Mr. Denny Cherry uh, on his People Talking Tech, and that, that came out we did this week. If you want to follow him on Twitter, uh, that particular podcast, it's Peps Talking Tech. P E P S Talk Tech. Shouldn't it be peeps talk tech? But what do you want, man? Maybe there was a li- there's a limitation on the thing. So episode twenty eight is the Sean and Jen episode. That's right. That's and right. we're still getting some pretty decent feedback From on the on the power, power scripting. scripting one that we did. Yeah, we've had several several people come into the last week. Just so you guys know, How many we more had people see that in the phone book. <laughs> <laughs> I get that. More we had more people in the chat room than we've had in a long long time. Yeah. Anyway, and we've got a lot of people today. And I was talking to the scripting guy this week. Okay. And he was telling me that, that there's been decent feedback on it. And they, they went back and watched it after <laughs> after they got back in town, and they loved it, too. So. Yeah, yeah. So, anyway. Um, what other news did you got? Our very own Mr. Nick Kane, Sir Sequel on Twitter, said this week, 
How to explain to someone how to do something in Enterprise Manager this morning took me back. Let me tell you what I've been doing this week. I've been, long story short, I've been doing an awful lot of server evaluations. Basically, you know, how solid is a server? You know, backups, maintenance, alarms, alert, just what's, what's up with this server? Basically, right? I'll sit here and pretend to do something while you pay me. No, no, I've actually been working, like, consistently all week, and it's really weird. Anyway, but... They, they give me the server name, I go and, and remote in because everything's on a different network anyway. And and I hit start, and it's one of the older versions of Windows, so you can't just hit start and then start typing SQL Server Management Studio, right? Hit start, programs, look over there, SQL Server, the hell's Management Studio? Enterprise Manager. Oh my god, no, that was, that was 2000. Okay. It was probably 652. But, okay, fine. Enterprise Manager. Wow, look at that. I'm on a SQL 2000 box. Oh, that's right. Query Analyzer is a separate thing. <laughs> that's where I started. And so the whole thing has been really nostalgic in its way. But it was so... It was like it was like waking up and walking into your hallway and everything's at the wrong angle. You know, it goes right instead of straight. It's like, whoa. Last, last time that happened to me at my last gig. Yeah. I got in there and I was like, oh yeah, that's right, QA is a different product, fuck this, I'll connect remotely from my box I know, and get right? some real tools back. <laughs> yeah, but I couldn't in my case. So, like, uh, but, but I did remember one thing that I absolutely loved and that just wiped me out is when they stopped installing books online as part of the installation. And now, with R2 in 2012, I don't know if you even can download it. They were at least... R2 still installs BOL. Does it still install it? And in Denali, it doesn't do it by default, but you can go in there to the properties and download everything locally and tell it to use local help. So, but it's, you have it to doesn't default to that, but you do have to specifically. But tell for it everyone since two thousand five, you have to specifically say no. I want the local as my primary, and stop trying to search online. Damn it! But yeah, mm -hmm. I, I, I love BOL. I, I miss the old BOL that was all, you know, old and two thousand three looking. Anyway, mm -hmm. it was worth a day. <sighs> so anyway, what else have we got? That, that, that. Yeah, we've got, uh, this is the last thing, we've got a brand new website. Coming up, coming up, oh. coming up, coming up. Probably tomorrow. Probably, if you remind me. Okay, remind him, guys. MidnightDBA.com has had a makeover, and yes... It's cross-browser compatible. And yes, the menus work. I announced uh, a little teaser about this online, and SQL Server I.O. said, What? How dare you? I love trying to catch the menus before they just poofed away with every mouse movement. <laughs> and you can almost hear him doing it in the Lewis Black voice. <laughs> Poof away from the... Jesus, dude. <laughs> Goddamn midnight TVA. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we should have a beautiful... By the time you, he, you people who are watching the recording see this, there will be a new midnightdva.com. All bright and shiny and No, I am going to say <clears throat> that this is version one of the new site. So we haven't put a lot of bells and whistles into it yet. We've gotten you a site that is workable, that you'll be able to search, you'll be able to get video, you'll be able to right, you'll be able to do what you need to do. But I think version two will have a lot more bells and whistles as far as even gooey wise goes and whatnot. I think it'll it'll have a lot more. Yeah, baby, we just want it to work. But yeah, but right now the site will just work. You will go to it, 
And it will work. All right. I'm done. You've got a thing. Something about HA. Absolutely. Okay. Oh, it's that time, huh? Yes, it's that time. Okay, so I got to thinking this week. I don't know what I don't know what made me think of it. <clears throat> but you've got the Hatter model, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I started thinking, what if you applied that to other areas of your life? So I'm gonna apply HA to other areas of my life. Oh well in DR2, right? That's why I said Hatter. Um, and then I started thinking, so what area could I apply it to? The most logical choice. Let's apply it to women. <laughs> so, <clears throat> let's, let's apply Hatter to women and see what kind of scenarios we can come up with, right? So, we'll start at the lowest possible at the lowest possible hatter point, right? Oh, it's so totally feeling. <laughs> <laughs> log shipping. If you applied log shipping to your wife, right? It's gross, man. Just flush it. <laughs> that would mean that you have a wife and a girlfriend. Mm, of course. I mean, a wife Which is and a girlfriend. The French model. Yes. Now, <clears throat> you never you you never actually use the girlfriend. But she's also not allowed to be touched by anyone else either. <laughs> Every now and then in a pinch, you may call on her in the middle of the night and come over and mess around a little bit, but you <laughs> never do any serious work. And maybe every now and then when the wife gets sick, you bring the girlfriend over to help take care of the kids and service some requests. But otherwise, you're just paying for her living expenses and you're not really getting getting the, the, the full sure. benefit of having the girlfriend, right? Now, I'd be willing to bet that in this scenario you'd be using the principle of least privilege for all other developers, right? Mm-hmm. Well, like I said, not allowed to be touched by anyone else. Now, let's take replication. So, if you were to apply replication to your wife, everything that you do to your wife, you also have to do to your girlfriend. <laughs> You have to make them dress the exact same way, eat the exact same and everything, right? Right. The two girls have to be identical in every way. Um, as much as possible, anyway. Now, sometimes you may have to go make the girlfriend conform to what the wife is doing. Say she ate something different for lunch or doesn't like one of her outfits, right? But she still has to do it. Mm-hmm. Fair enough? Right. No. Clustering. This one gets a little bit interesting. Because both girls have to agree to share the same hard dick. Disc. <laughs> but neither one of them can have... But, but they both can't have you at the same time. Of course not. Right? And then, of course, you get into the whole AG philosophy and all that, which is hybrids of all this other stuff, right? But So you can see how applying Hatter to women is just awesome. <laughs> So let's see. I can identify a couple of single points of failure, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. And I knew there would be tons of stuff from Nick and Sequel Ha. I just knew there would be, and they're not disappointing me. So um, there you go. That's all I had on Hatter and Women. 
So let's see, you covered log shipping and you covered um, replication and you covered clustering, but you didn't cover mirroring. Well, because so let's say for example, mirroring that you is a lot like log shipping. To but go ahead. apply mirroring, and I'll tell you where this is better to your husband. So you don't have to have as in with clustering, you would actually have to have two women with very very similar body types and hair color and, and so forth, tastes mm -hmm, and so forth mm -hmm. and so. If you but can with, manage twins. But with mirroring, that's not a requirement. So you could, for example, have, have your, your primary, your husband, be extraordinarily good looking, and your second wouldn't have to be as good looking. It's sort of a sort of a You could be a little slower. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit a little bit slower and not necessarily uh, you know, as as foolproof. Um, maybe he's got some problems when he's starting up, things like that. It, but that's okay. Um now, the really important thing, though, is whether you want high-performance mirror or a high-safety mirror, which would require a witness. Now, the witness, <laughs> now, the witness can be anybody. <laughs> it can be, uh, you know, anything from Enterprise on down to Express. So... You know, Nick says you apply mirroring to the ceiling. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Robert wins where we don't say double A for first. Okay, so that's that's all. I, I didn't I didn't hear any of this beforehand. I just had to I just had to come back yeah. with a little bit of something. Well, one of the reasons why I, I excluded mirroring was because in some types of mirror and, and and even in some types of log shipping too. But you know, I don't like that. Other people still get to kind of mess around with with your girlfriend when you're not there. And it's I a possibility, and but I don't you don't like have that. to allow I, it. I just don't even like the possibility. It's actually you have to you have to make the effort. So you, you actually have to you have to take snapshots and yeah. put them up on the internet. But only in front of a witness. <laughs> only in front of a witness. If you want a hot stand. They should call it a chaperone. We just said Alan off off over at Active Active. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. I was waiting for somebody to say. <laughs> oh my god! One of the two types of oh. cage match. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so there's that. Let me let me go back to my list. You've all discombobulated me now. I have a quick story. Story from someone who, unless they unless they let me know, uh, so for, anonymous says. Um, Currently, I'm building a new production cluster uh, that's on a deadline. My supervisor said the junior DBA really needed to learn, right, how to build out a cluster. Um, uh, okay, that's a good idea. He should be able to learn. When I first built the server, I created a detailed build document with copious amounts of screenshots, right? One of those. I, I, I love documents like that for noobs because it shows you exactly what it is, exactly the steps to make. Oh, okay, click, add, click. I even offered to watch over his shoulder. Today I get an email, CC'd to my boss. Okay, does anyone have to be told that that's a red flag? CC'd to the boss saying he'd like to spend some time with him because at least 70% of the instructions are missing or incomplete. Now the note here says, Hulk smash! <laughs> so uh, the long and short is that two items out of... No, one item out of the 37 steps had a typo. It said F8 instead of F9. So that was that was the story of uh, the junior DBA trying to throw him under the bus. 
it's not necessarily the how do I say this? It's it's not necessarily the details of this that interest me. It's that general condition of somebody has clearly gone out of their way to teach me something. My first reaction is to run to daddy and get them in trouble and for their get them effort. in trouble for their effort. Exactly. I don't know under what circumstances that would be a good idea. I'm smelling my mint. Hey, nice mint. It's early in the season yet, but the mint is still manly and strong. Anyway, so... Kill my mint. Mm, well, you know, this mm. girl's like gangbusters. Take this home and put it in dirt. Yeah, no kidding. So it actually would grow. Uh -huh. So that's the, the throwing under the bus story for the week. Nice. I thought you'd like that. It's <coughs> a little thing. And my next thing... Yes. Yes, go on. Go on. Um... Is, is, is going to be a little bit drawn out, but I think it's going to be fun. This is a new segment that we haven't really named yet. I didn't say boring, I said... Oh, drawn I out. was just getting ready. Go ahead. No. Oh. No, go ahead. Uh, we haven't really named this yet. We talked about it a tiny, tiny, tiny bit. But, uh, so what, what do you think would be uh, uh, a good name for this? This one? Yes. Let's see. We'll, we'll toy around with a couple of things. How about something like um, taking your work home with you or your job as a role model? <laughs> how about, how about uh, all life is IT? Uh, yeah, yeah. Or, or your company, your life coach. When the, when the assholes win. Mm, like that was anyway, so let's get let's get to it. We let's can, get to it. We're going. Okay, so <coughs> something else dawned on me this week. Let me make sure. Okay, really? What, what if, was it? What if you ran other aspects of your life, like my last company ran IT? Well, we're doing your last company specifically. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, you know. Your last company that really sucked. How's that? I mean, you know. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, then I'm going to have to think about that. Yeah, right? So I wrote down a few things that um, uh, that would uh, be kind of everyday kind of stuff. That if, if my last company did it, it, this is how the scenario would go. Okay. Okay? There we go. So the first one is... You get up in the morning, mm -hmm. and you start your car to go to work, and your car's running a little bit sluggish. Okay. Just a little bit, right? Maybe it's cold outside or something. Uh, so you pull over and wait for a tow truck because it's completely broken down. <laughs> sure. And you just refuse to drive it again until it gets in the shop, and and you miss work and all of that, right? So. I thought you were call the city about the roads, but go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? Or you can call the city and complain about the roads. <clears throat> Absolutely. So, another one... I've got another car one. Oh, yes. Okay. So, your car develops a squeak when you run the air conditioner. Not my car, bro. Yeah, well, your car develops a, a squeak when you run the air conditioner. So, you stop the car. Mm -hmm. You get out and you kick the tires. Mm -hmm. You open the hood and you look at it and then you close it again. You open all the See, doors and shut them. You open the hood and look at it! <laughs> 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 I was you like, why is she so proud of that? You turn on the radio and turn it off again. Then you call the dealer and say, I've tried everything. Mm-hmm. 
Yep. And then you refuse to drive it. Yep. Yep. Right. I've got another car one in a minute. Okay, okay. Uh, this one. You're starting to get spotty reception on your TV. Starting to get spotty? So you call the cable company to help troubleshoot it. All right. That's what you do. Sure, absolutely. But you also insist on having Panasonic support on the line, and the electrician, uh, and the company who made the cable box itself, uh, and the ones who made the table that the TV sits on, and the carpet company because the table touches the carpet. And everybody is sitting there on the phone watching the, uh, watching the, the cable guy troubleshoot your reception because... All of these things indirectly touch the TV in one way or another, whether it be downstream or upstream, they all touch the TV, so they all have to be on the phone. The entire four hours you're troubleshooting. You should clean the air ducts, too. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. If you clean the air ducts. Okay, I got one. Okay. We're talking about home stuff. You've got roommates, okay? Mm -hmm. You've common areas, and your roommates are all into, oh, I don't know, paper craft. Okay. So is there anything like is there anything like World of Warcraft? Uh, no, they sit around <laughs> and, and make stuff, right? They make little models. Or shoot them up game ever. <laughs> <laughs> or, or whatever, and they leave the paper everywhere. They also like candles. Okay. So, they they over the time, you you just you just paper all over the living room, and they leave candles lit all the time, and more paper, and more candles. And you buy matches for them. Absolutely. And then go on vacation. Absolutely. Because that's how you maintain your database. I mean apartment. Okay, how about this one? You lend a friend your car. Why would you do that? I don't know. Um, he puts it back in the driveway with a completely empty tank. Son of a bitch. The car won't start now. So rather than looking at the gas gauge... You have the engine rebuilt completely, then sue your friend for the cost of the rebuild and stop inviting him to parties, etc., forever. <laughs> he just stops being your friend forever. All right, let me think about this. <laughs> know. You know, I'm, this is on the spot, so go with me on this. If we're talking about my last bad job, then it would have to be something along the lines of you've got four children. And one of them is your favorite. <laughs> because that one likes to play tennis, just like you do. And but, so you go playing tennis with that kid all the time. But he steals everything you own all the time. <laughs> but he steals everything you own all the time and leaves the door open and lets your cat out. and and You buy you buy $75 worth of sirloin at the store and he just throws them away and gives them to the dog. And insists on fixing your vacuum cleaner so it never runs again and, yeah. and stuff like that. And then you force all of your other children to move out and get jobs. <laughs> exactly. How about this one? This one's a short one. Not bitter. Um, you meet the super hot chick. Take her back to your place. You start getting busy. But you, but, but you fail to insert it the first time. So you just pack up and leave. Okay. I've got one. No... Error handling, no retry. <laughs> you just go, oops, missed, bye. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm, I'm busy trying to make a joke about um, trying to insert data without a catch block. Nah. Anyway, all right, all right, all right. 
So uh, if you are any of the companies we've ever worked for, then or if you're trying to do business like that, then you go on a date and you decide to marry this guy on your first date, despite the fact that he showed up without his wallet, wearing a Star Trek original series captain's uniform, complete mm. with tricorder and phaser. Not even STNG? What a faggot. Does nothing but quote Monty Python all night and talk about how great his basement room is. I want to see the downside of this so far. <laughs> <laughs> and he hasn't showered in six weeks. Oh, well. Hmm. Cool. Well, the tricorder takes care of that. Yeah. And in the middle of y'all doing it, his mother brings you cookies. <laughs> wow, that's kind of a perk. Yeah, right? Oh, good. We weren't doing much anyway. So, <clears throat> you're at a party with all your friends. And one of your shoes comes untied. All your friends offer to tie your shoe for you, even <laughs> though you should be capable of doing it yourself. <laughs> you find the only one-armed person at the party. <laughs> and make him fumble around with it for two hours. All the while, everybody else is begging to help you tie your shoes. And you're refusing to let them help. Because it's so easy. No. The one-armed guy finally has the idea to call Nike and get them to hire a consultant to come in and tie it for you. Even though you're wearing Adidas. <laughs> and you're so impressed with this thinking that you make him your official shoe tire. <clears throat> Meanwhile, everyone else is just sitting around screaming, It's just a shoelace! Anyone here can do it! Hey, let me Google it for you. There are YouTube videos about this. But... You give the one-armed guy a bonus and an award for getting the vendor involved. <laughs> so it is hereby named the one-armed shoe tire. Sure, sure. <laughs> and I'm done. That was good. <laughs> one last one. Oh, okay. One last one. Okay. You're a waiter, and someone asks you for more tea. You go and get the tea... And then you go to every table in the place and ask them if they're the ones who wanted more tea. <laughs> That's all I have on that one. That is the end of my bit. I don't know how to spell tie anymore. T-I-E-R? Is that just tier? It's tier. Maybe it's a tie. -er. Tie-er. Tiest? T-Y-E-R, I think. Well, that's what I was trying to go for, but it no, looks weird. Kind of, I don't know how. I don't know how to spell we, tire. No matter what, people are going to be going tier. Yeah. One man shoe tire. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> tying is T Y I N G. Yeah. Tire, tire should be that too. Uh, well, we're at halfway, so why don't we do our tech tip? Yes, guys, we have a tech tip. Really good one this week. And it is on. Not like those other weeks. Uh, setting agent stuff in PowerShell. Tell me when you're... Give me a five-second countdown when you're ready, Freddy. I'll try to nail the post. And here we go right now. It's about four and a half minutes. Let's go. Hey, everybody. Tonight we're going to talk about setting a mail profile for the SQL agent in PowerShell. Uh, I recently got a user question about this. Let me show you what we're talking about here. You can right-click and go to Properties. Come here to Alert System. And it's this right here, Enable Mail Profile database mail and mail profile. I've got an agent profile I've set up here. It's not really attached to anything. I'm not going to show you how I can send a mail. Uh, but right now I'm going to cancel a lot of that because 
I don't want to do it here. I'll go back in there just to make sure it's not checked. There we go. So it's not checked. So let's go to agent. Let's right click and say start PowerShell. We're going to go up a level. And uh, da -da -da. I'm going to do a directory on that. And I want the job server. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to set a variable equal to, let me put that in there. And I'll say get item job server. Now if I say A, now I get all these properties right here. So in all of these properties, and it's kind of hard to, to find, there you will see that it's got a database mail profile right here. And then you've got an agent mail type. And this one's set to SQL agent mail. We don't want that. We want database mail. So we'll change both of those. Uh, let me see. Agent mail type. Let's start with that one. So a dot agent, agent mail type equals database mail. And what did I say the other one was? It is database mail profile. And I'm going to give it the name of that profile that was in there like that. Perfect. Now, let's go back and look at this and see if we've managed to set our properties. And we haven't, right? That's because, remember, let's go up here. Actually, let me do this. That's because, you remember I've said many times, if it has an alter method, it wants you to use it. So now let's say cache a dot alter enter and now let's go back here and see if we have our properties and now we've got the agent mail turned on and why is this such a big deal because you could just come in here and right click you could just come in here and click this and do that the nature of the question that I got from the user was I need to do this on several boxes and of course I did this in SQL PS but you could do it in PowerShell proper make a nice tiny little script it would only the only change is right here in the server name. And so you could put the servers in a list, you could put them as a query, you could put them as an array, you could, any way you get a server list, and then just make that a variable instead, and then you can cycle through all the servers and do that for all the servers. Um, and one more thing here really quick, look at all these properties that you can set here. There are a lot of, there are a lot, a lot of properties you can set here. Um, SQL agent mail profile, whether or not to restart the SQL agent, uh, you can mess with job categories and alerts and target servers, all this kind of stuff you can go in there, right? So the only thing I can't help you with in here right now is having to restart the service, right? I'm going to go, I'm going to switch to this other window because I kind of have to be in admin mode for that on this box. So you see I'm, I'm here in admin mode. So all I have to do is say restart service. agent and now we just restarted the service so if I were in PowerShell proper on the other one in admin mode I could have done it all in one script so the reason I restarted the agent was because you have to restart the agent for that setting for those new settings to take effect um, but like I said if you were doing it in a script you would have been golden and there you go that's how you change those agent properties in PowerShell and even for multiple boxes it'll only add literally only add a handful of characters to to make that a script that you could cycle through hundreds of boxes on
And you can even add operators that way as well. Our, maybe I'll do that next week. I'll show you how to go through and add operators and all of that. So you could say, if I have this new job with a new operator, if I want to change any operator properties, that you can cycle through every one of them, make sure that every single one of your boxes has that mail profile and that uh, and that operator with that email and whatnot on there. So anyway, that's all I got. Take care. We're eventually going to stop believing you. Uh, see, guys, that wasn't so bad. No, was it? You don't have to listen to me all that long. Oh, wait a minute. I'll let you come back and listen to me some more. Mm. Arginus just showed up right, at, right when we cut to the video. Arginus came in. Fancy. We haven't seen you here in a long time. Arginus, what made you come in tonight, dude? Squeal. Um, While well, he's <clears throat> answering, why don't you say things? Yes. Things. Okay, so I thought I would talk about a... Uh, a schema review that I did a couple weeks ago. Oh. Now, you and I talked about this a little bit uh, before, but it, it's the one about the address fields. <clears throat> so I had this table uh, that I got from a dev, and it said address 1 and address 2. Ah, uh, yes. That. Right? And then it said uh, city, state, zip. That's three columns, city, state, zip? Or yeah. yeah. City, state. No. Okay. Three columns, okay. which is fine, right? Sure. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, why does, why is Argenis out of a job? Uh, so, the, the obvious problem there being that, now, I don't want to, I don't want to get really deep into this because I'm actually going to do the tech tip on this next week. Mm -hmm. Or something very similar to this topic. But, <clears throat> the big problem with what I saw there, and this was only one of the problems, there were several problems in that schema, um, was um, that you've got two address fields and only one city-state zip. So while, while your customer is allowed to have two locations, they have to be in the exact same city, in the exact same zip code, right? Which denotes also the same state. Uh, because if not, then which one which one of those two addresses do these three go with, right? If you're going to have address one, you have to have city one, state one, zip one, and then address two, city one, uh, city two, state two, zip two. Now that's horrible database design. I'm not saying that you should go that route. Even the original way it was brought to me is just horrible. What? Well, I've seen a lot of addresses. A lot of storage has two address lines. It's not two different addresses, but like... That's what I told him, and he keeps insisting that. Maybe it's like, you know, right, one but, Rockefeller Center, and then, then right, the actual street address. I had, I had uh, sample data given to me with this, with this code review, and it had a street address, a street address, and then city-state zip. They were two... It, it wasn't address one and address two in that this is... Um, line one and line two. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't address line one, address line two, it was address one, address two. I specifically asked that question, because I was going to make them change it to address line one and line two, if, if that were going to be the case. But, right? So no, that's, that's not the case. There were actual street addresses. Uh, 220 Turtle Creek and Hoosie Frazzle, one, two, you know, three, four, anywhere 1, 2, 3, 4, I mean 1313 Mockingbird Lane. So anyway, horrible, horrible way to do this. Um, 
just horrible. <laughs> That's all you had to say was how much that sucks? Yeah, well, like okay. I said, I, I, I want to get into it more. Okay, so. If you want to talk about it next week, talk about it next week. we got more stuff. Well, next week is kind of a different talk, but basically put it in a first normal form. Right? What? Simply speaking, what is first normal form? Well, first normal form, basically no repeating groups, which you're getting into here with address one and address two, right? Mm -hmm. Those are repeating groups. There's also an atomicity aspect to it that I that that's the part that I'm saving for next week. That's perfectly fine. Because I've got an excellent atomicity discussion next week. Perfectly fine. Um, it'll probably go a little bit longer than the four minutes tonight, but... I said it's fine. But anyway, don't do that. Go. I'm talking to you. Oh, okay. Well, I was going to talk about... Uh Failover partner servers. Failover partners. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, so we're talking about, let's say we're talking about clusters, right? To review, uh -huh. a cluster is where you've got a server and you've got another server and you've got a set of disks with the database on them and only one of the servers owns that at a time and the whole thing is presented to the network as if it were one entity. So we understand that. So you have duplicate hardware, not duplicate disks. Kind of like Midnight DBA. Now, we're I'm not presented gonna, as one, but there's, there's two, of two of us. That's right, and, and we, we share, share a brain, <laughs> and we share one hard, and only one of us can own the brain at a time. Yes. So. Anyway, continue. Yeah. My that analogy broke down so yeah, fast. Yeah, really, really Ooh, fast. Wow. Okay. Well, we've got two. So anyway, um, so there are are pluses and minuses to this that I'm not going to get into right now. But let's say that you don't want that scenario. You want, uh, let's say the thing that you're going to pick on today is that single disk thing. That's your p point of failure. You don't care for it because you don't trust SAN vendors because they shouldn't be trusted. Um, you want a server and you want a whole other server that's, that's live and ready to go and even accessible, right? But you also want the failover aspect. A lot of people do not realize that you can achieve this with replication with a failover partner flag. Now... Basic speaking, and this is not a tech tip, so we're just going to go to the basics and then I'm going to post a blog about it. Um, let, let's say you've, you've got transactional replication going from one to two. It's literally as easy as going to the distribution agent and setting a particular flag in, in the profile that says, by the way, oh, wait, 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 wait I'm sorry. I've already jacked it up. <coughs> You're replicating from one to two. And you want to have uh, a partner in case one fails so that two will still get replicated to. Mirror from this one to another one, and that's the failover partner. Now I'm all embarrassed because I jacked it up. I knew I shouldn't have tried this. I shouldn't have tried this. We're going to come back to it. You know how many times I have to say that? I know, right? We're going to come back to it. I have meant. But the point is... Frig. The point is that you've got a server that's replicating, you can say, if this fails, I want this other one that's mirrored to be the primary in this replication scenario. The end. I'm moving on. Look out for the blog post and it'll be a lot more clear than that. Yes, Gator, we're still talking about women. Yes, yes, we're still talking about women. Absolutely. Not you know, I want to talk about interviews real quick. We should talk about interviews. I want to <clears> talk about <throat> interviews too, sort of. I've had a string of interviews lately. And I'm astounded at what has happened this is the only place I've been in, and I'm not sure where it's coming from when I haven't gotten complete idiots 
I think, honestly, you should trace this down. I think you should see if you've got, like, a very capable recruiter, or if you've got somewhere up your particular chain that's pre-screening or that's no. got a super sense. No, we're gonna we're gonna find out because as of now, I'm taking over the initial phone screens, mm -hmm. so we'll see. Mm -hmm. But so far, the guys I have physically interviewed haven't been dumb. I'll give you that. How do you physically interview a guy for tech position? Spread them, baby. Gloves. Yes. People are creepy. No, they haven't. They they haven't been complete idiots, and one of them was actually pretty sharp. In case any of them are watching, I'm just going to let y'all guess it with who's who. But I'm just saying, how many times have I said that about anybody, much less in interviews? I don't know. How many times have you said it about anybody, much less in We interviews? could probably count it on a single hand, couldn't we? A normal hand or a hand with six fingers? Hmm. You oh. gotta ask. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, I just I just find it very Ooh. interesting. What a great question, unemployed <clears throat> bum. Did someone write a realistic job description? What a great segue. I've seen the job descriptions for other places I've been in, and they, they were perfectly reasonable. I picked up uh, an article this week on ink. That's literally a segue, really? Okay. Yes. No. Why would that be figurative? Um, a job list listing should be like a love letter. I was like, huh. Interesting concept. Did you pay him to say that? Me? No. Okay. That's that was. Did you ask him to? <gasps> no. What? Where the fuck is my mouse? There's really no point in me saying things. Ah, gold. Ah, gold. Dude, we haven't seen you in forever, man. What happened? And now back to me. And now back to you. Should be like a love letter. So basically, what they're saying is that every job description is generic. I mean, to a point at least. You know what a DBA does. You know what a CTO does, right? If you're going to write a generic job description, you're going to get a lot of generic candidates. Mm -hmm. And they said, oh, okay, well, you know, I'm not sure I could write a love letter for, say, an accounting position or, you know, or a CTO, so put that into practice for me. Um, that writing is so small. I CTOs can't already know what CTOs do. What they don't know is why they should care about your job emotionally, aspirationally, and functionally. Always be brutally honest. If your employees work long hours and weekends and love it because they thrive on intensity, enjoy working on a dedicated team, and want to make a lot more money, go ahead and say that. You will love it here because. And I got to thinking about that. If you had control over your job listings, if you could say, don't bother applying unless you're interested in studying, don't bother applying if, you know, whatever your criteria are. Because your criteria, usually, for a junior and even mid level, are not. You must be a master. You must be an expert. It's you've got to care enough about this to put any kind of effort into it at all. Well, quite a bit of effort, really. Yeah. Well, you know, these days we're asking for any kind of effort. And I've I've seen this is just a sort of side note. I've seen that one of the big things that you like is one of the things that I like is people that look for ways to do it better. And that comes down to even learning to type and learning your keyboard shortcuts mm -hmm. and not you know and not doing a, a task through SMF 15 times in a row without bothering to look up and see if there's a better way yeah most of the time exactly <laughs> anyway but that's all i had so that's out on what's that out on 
Inc.com, Inc.com, a listing, a job listing should be like a love letter. Yeah. Well, you know that that's uh, we do tell people that when they come in, it's not in the job listing. It should be in the job listing. But, a job listing is an advertisement for a job. Yeah. But when but when they come in, we do say, guys, you know, we're gonna bust your ass. We expect you to learn SQL well. We expect you to learn the basics really well. But there's a psychological aspect <clears> to it, I think, that by the time you're in the building. You're ready to. You're in the mindset even to say and, and think anything. You know, oh, of course I love working weekends. Of course I love thing and thing. Because now you're invested in trying to get the job as opposed to when you're just looking at a web page. I agree. You weren't listening, were you? Yes, I was. Oh, okay. Yes, I you, was. You had that look like you were reading and then went. I was. Didn't hear her. I was. All right. Here, I'm not going to say this for the tape, but. We're just going to stare at the screen for a minute, recording people. Sorry, here. Whoa. And then here. Okay, moving right along. And then there. So, anyway. That's post-show. Yeah, 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 yeah. So what you got? Uh, what do I have? Um, I don't know. You broke my concentration. I didn't break your um, concentration. I was talking about stuff. Stuff. That always does it. But how can the job listing be a love letter? I've got a question here. All right, well, let me let me see if they explain it better than I could because I'm apparently not speaking ah, well. I do have something, but well, go ahead. Uh, I'm attracting a bad of candidates. You aren't hiring the entire world. You're hiring one great person, so you need to communicate to that one person in a way that makes him or her really want to be part of your team. So you're telling, you're describing to the person how great they are, the things that you admire about them. That's what makes it a love letter, you know. If I'm right. gonna if I'm gonna hire you for being my husband, I'm gonna talk about you know you know how great you are with the kids and how great you are with food and you know all the things that I admire about you personally. So, the problem with that comes in that and there are problems is that everybody thinks that they're all that, right? I think it's not ideal, as anyone who's ever tried a dating website will will attest. But it's better than nothing. Yeah. Is trying to be specific. But this is what we talk about in our in our interviewing session, right? Yeah. Um <clears throat> is that what we talk about in our interview? Specific, Bob. We've talked to yeah. Um but you're you're getting to know them, but but you want them to know who you are, right? On both sides of the table. When you come into a shop, you want them to know who you are as much as possible. Right. right? And they want and, and it's their job to let you know what kind of shop you're coming into. And if it's a shop where people curse, then I think you need to tell them stuff like that. If it's a, like you like they said there, if it's a shop, you know where you know everybody works on the weekends or everybody, then tell them that. Don't 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 don't, spring don't make them you. hedge their bets, you know, on on this position and their family on this position, right? And then spring it on you. Yeah, like you said, that's just wow. Um. Oh yeah 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 yeah. So let's go out with a bang. We got five minutes left. What with a bang? That's Let's go out with a more like a splat. Let's go out with a splat. <clears throat> so, <laughs> so, I was thinking, uh, not thinking. It was thrust upon me today to think about gross stuff you find in the bathroom at work when you just are trying to mind your own business. You know, the whole thing started. 
with another perfume-related incident and how disgusting that is and what we would rather not, we would rather smell rather than somebody marinated in perfume or whatever. Right. And it just got worse from there, progressively. Right. This was so, it dawns on me. Okay, here's, here's, what, here's what happened, and then the rest of it is stuff that has happened or could happen, right? Mm-hmm. I go into the bathroom, go into a stall, and, you know, toilets are round like this, right? So you're facing the front of the toilet here, and you've got the back of the toilet seat back there, right? And on the back of the toilet seat... <laughs> Freddy's already... There are two or three really long, curly hairs sitting on the seat. And I'm going... Maybe somebody with long, curly hair that, came in and went... Yeah, okay. Um, so I'm sitting there going, all right. There are a couple things that could have happened here. Um, either somebody has really long butt hair and they're shedding on the seat or someone leaned all the way over and peed in that position and their pubes fell out on the on the toilet seat but on the back of the thing I mean you know you'd have to lean really far over and then over like that it's just not something that you could sustain there's no reason to stand like that it's just absurd so now we're back to we've got some Sasquatch in the office <laughs> Yeah, I, so I gross. There, so yeah. <laughs> so gross. So gross. So gross. You um, think you've got it bad. You have <laughs> no idea what disgusting and incomprehensible pigs women are. Well, How do you pee? It's hard for me to say and because do I usually other things on the toilet seat. It's hard for me to say. I usually sneak in there and lick the women's toilet seats, oh. so I mean I get that you hover. If you want to hover, that's fine. Pick up the damn toilet seat. And if that grosses you, I'll get a little piece of toilet paper and pick up the toilet seat. Yeah, yeah. If you hover and you make the seat disgusting for the person who actually wants to sit down, mmm. Yeah. Why did you start me on this rant? What's wrong with you? <laughs> During so, the show proper. So, possibly grosser is when you go into the bathroom and the gross guy in the office is in there washing no. his hands and you go and sit down and the seat is warm. And you're just like, <laughs> oh my God, I just sat down after this gross... I despise uh, coming into the restroom when a lady has just come out of one of the stalls and I don't know which one. I just don't like it. I mean, I realize that there's, there's nothing to, you know... An extra ten it seconds. It doesn't get fresher with age. That they mag it magically cures itself of somebody else's butt touchings. I, I know, I know, but unless you have like a UV light directly over the stall, <laughs> <laughs> which is a good idea, by the way. So, another one that can be really gross is. Uh, Why are you still talking about <laughs> this? Is. Uh, if there's if there's pee mixed in with those hairs on the toilet seat, guys pee on toilet seats all the time. That's not a big deal. You look at that, you know, Ugh. but if there's but if there's if there are hairs there and there's pee mixed in with it, it just kind of plasters them to the thing, and you're just like, oh my god. You do know that I can one up you and won't. <laughs> you know that, right? That I can win the bathroom gross out thing. That's all I'm saying. If you don't get it, you don't want to. This is true. This is true. I know you can. So, in, in case you all don't get it, there are... No, no, uh-uh, no. No? No. 
But you see, there's nope, no. All right, so no, no, uh, uh-uh. nope. From oh, time to time, no. Oh, <laughs> hey, look at the time. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna say one more thing, and this isn't gross. Okay. <clears throat> I'm not even say if I want. I'm not even gonna say I, it's a peeve of mine. I don't know what to call it. It, it. it fills me with such wonder and such what the hellitude. Okay. When you walk in the bathroom and, and you go into a stall, and I've actually seen this quite a bit, um, and they've got toilet paper piled up all over the floor, thrown all over the stall, or somebody has emptied almost like an entire roll of toilet paper into the toilet and stuffed it all down in there. and it, Animals. Are you seven? I mean, are you five? The cat, the office cat. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But seriously, I wouldn't even. I would expect more maturity out of my five-year-old. Well, because if we, he did that, we'd be absolutely shocked. He's never done anything like that before. But I, I don't understand it. We're in a business environment. I don't know. And I have come in several times at different gigs. I haven't done it at this gig yet, but several times at different gigs and seen ridiculous stuff like that and I'm like I will really? say I will say we don't really we don't get that in ladies rooms unless it's like a Walmart or something. You where where you've got, you know teens basically. We I, I don't I don't ever ever get that in a professional circle. Yeah. Alright. Well uh I'm gonna check my little uh list of things and then I think we're gonna totally sign off. Looking at my list of things. Do da do da oh that was so off key. Alright, now, I'm just going to leave you with this last thought, since we're on the gross out train already. Uh, Sean started up a hashtag game this week that didn't really catch on, except for me Cause and I Robert. Because th- I don't think I have enough followers yet, because I'm, I'm using my private... Yeah, but I retweeted it. Um, and the hashtag was poo songs. And some of the songs were, I won't last a day without poo. Uh-huh. Uh, I did another one this morning. Go ahead, go ahead. Another one bites the poo. <laughs> I was very proud of standing outside a broken phone booth with the poo in my hand. Mm-hmm. And so forth. So you should go and play the Poo Songs hashtag game on Twitter, and we'll see you there. And if you guys want to follow me on Twitter, I believe I am at Kempo Guy. I don't know. I think I am. Let me find out. That's my private tag. So. But no, you're not Kenpo Guy. You are Kenpo DBA. K E N P O D B A. Oh, I'm at Kenpo DBA. Yep. So, if anybody wants to follow me, I'm sorry. And play poo games. Yes, and play poo games. Alright, say goodnight, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. Guys, party on Wayne. Party on Garth. How is this? What are you doing? Yes, I do. Whatever happened to you?